0: Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. Let's create your dream life while living your dream life. Okay, love? Hi, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read on Instagram. At wholehearted coaching, or you can get the full post plus journal prompts. When you sign up for my email list, you can do that in the show notes, or you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. So today's episode is going to be a little different. There is no mindset Monday because today we are celebrating wholehearted coaching's four year anniversary. Yes, I am recording this podcast on the four year anniversary of launching this business. And honestly, it's felt like I started yesterday, but also a hundred years ago. So I don't know what that means, but I am just so incredibly grateful to be doing this work now for four years. And so today I wanna talk about career transitions because before I started Wholehearted Coaching, I was an opera singer. I've talked to you about it before, but today I wanna talk to you about this process of career transitions, our careers in general, what helped me, what didn't help me, because now I find the work that I do with so many people is help them also transition with their careers. A lot of the people who come to work with me are either in the midst of a transition, thinking of a transition, or have finished a transition and kind of wanna figure things out. And I really understand what a thrilling, terrifying, exciting, and nerve-wracking place it is to be in the midst, on the cusp of that transition, wherever you fall, love, whether you're listening right now and just have this inkling of an idea of maybe you want to start a new career, or maybe you're in the middle of it going, why did I do this? Or you're on the other side of it and you need a little bit of help kind of moving through it all. So today's episode is going to be all about that. Now, if you are listening to this live, you can still join us for Inner Compass Summer Camp. It starts on June 11th. And I think this episode is so perfect because so many of the people who do Inner Compass are curious about a career change, about a career transition. And I have seen so many transitions through the course. You know, over this past pandemic year, and of course the pandemic is still ongoing, so let's acknowledge that, but I think a lot of us, of course, those of us who were privileged to be, you know, safe and secure during this time and healthy, we were hoping that this year would be the year that we would quote unquote figure it out, right? You were like, okay, well, this totally sucks. This is totally terrifying, but now I finally have that me time, that free time, that downtime to figure out my life. And I hear this from so many people, you know, kind of a year plus after the beginning of this pandemic. And they're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to figure it out. And I am no closer to figuring it out than when I first started. And not only am I not any closer to figuring it out, but now I'm judging myself for not taking all this time to figure it out. And you know, love, if you're listening, kind of saying, oof, That's me. That's me. I thought I was going to spend this whole year figuring it out. Love. We are not meant to figure it out alone. We are not meant to do this deep, complex, challenging, beautiful, rewarding self-work alone. And in Inner Compass the Course, I am offering you that chance to figure it out, to figure it out with me, and an incredible community. You will have the support of me and my team, a group of like-minded and like-hearted people, and also a curriculum that actually shows you how to figure it out in a way that is so manageable. So if this summer you want to finally figure it out, love, I am hoping that you join us for inner compass, the course virtual summer camp. Again, we start on June 11th. So if you are listening live, you can still join us. You can find more info in the show notes or heading to wholehearted-coaching.com slash inner compass. All right. So now let's get into today's topic, which is all about career transitions And there's going to be a lot of storytelling in this episode, because I want to share with you my personal experience, what I found really helped me. So ever since I was a very young girl, I knew that I wanted to be an opera singer. It was when I sang that I felt the most free, the most alive, the most joyful and so I thought that I cracked the code. Like when I was in high school and everyone was like trying to figure out what they were going to major in, and they didn't know what they were going to do. I was like, hmm, I have figured it out. I'm going to be a singer. And I, I just thought I was so incredibly lucky that I had discovered my purpose so early on. And so I went to do my undergrad in singing and then I moved to New York to do my master's and I was, you know, singing in New York City. And then when I graduated, I was one of the very, very lucky um, individuals who was able to make a career pretty quickly after graduating from singing. And I was singing all over the world. I was singing on some of stages that I dreamed about, like Carnegie Hall, the Metropolitan Opera, like these were places that I had dreamed of singing. And after 10 plus years of having this quote unquote dream career, I realized it wasn't a dream. I was exhausted. I was miserable. And I really had started to hate singing. I really resented it. Like when I had to go practice, I remember I would just have to push myself, like, you know, make these like deals with myself. Like, okay, if you just go in there, practice for like a half hour, then we can watch Gilmore Girls for the rest of the day or or whatever it was. But I was really resenting the thing that once used to bring me so much joy. And of course, looking back now, I realize it was because of the way, the how, I was doing it, right? It wasn't the what, it wasn't singing that was making me so miserable and exhausted, but it was how I was doing it. I was a perfectionist, I was a people pleaser. I was constantly worried that I wasn't good enough. And so for me, singing became this thing of proving my worth, proving that I belonged on those stages. And so, of course, I was miserable and exhausted. And on top of that, also, You know, the industry that I was in is a very tough one. It's very competitive. It's very, you know, oh gosh, misogynist. It's a very unhealthy environment. If you have ever worked in the arts, you will know. It is oftentimes led by people that aren't the most kind or the most secure. And so they create work environments that are very unhealthy. So one, I was kind of going through the process in a very unhealthy way inwardly. And also just being a singer in the world just was very difficult. And so after 10 plus years, I was like, I I can't do this anymore. Like I really can't do this anymore. And it was a real terrifying place to be. Because at this point, my identity was being a singer like my purpose was being a singer, my identity was being a singer, like I didn't know who I was outside of singing. I also felt like I had no skills outside of singing, right? Like I would come to write a resume and I was like, how am I going to actually be hired in the quote unquote real world with these skills, skills that are obviously amazing in my field, but in any other field, it's like, ma'am, what were you doing for the past 10 years? Okay. So you're playing dress up and like traveling. Okay, cool. Like, no, we're not going to hire you. So it was a really dark moment in my life. And it was one of the reasons why I stayed singing for so long was that it was almost like an abusive relationship, right? Because I didn't feel like I could do anything else. I could be safe anywhere else. I was of value anywhere else. And so I stayed in a job, in a career that was very unhealthy for me. But I finally reached my tipping point, my aha moment. I've talked about this on my podcast, on other podcasts, but I reached my tipping point when I got an offer to sing at the Metropolitan Opera. Now this for me was my childhood dream. Like I would sing for my paper dolls and imagine I was singing at the Met. And when I moved to New York, I would always say to myself, you know, if you ever sing at the Met, you will know that you are good enough. Like you'll know that you made it. You'll know that you're a success. And so I had always imagined singing at the Met, being offered a job at the Met with me finally realizing that I'm amazing. I'm the best. I'm a success. And so I got this offer to sing at the Met and it was my dream job. It was to sing in Carmen, which is like my dream opera. And I got this offer and I'll never forget that day because I got the offer and I had that brief moment of happiness and excitement. And then all of a sudden that imposter syndrome set in and I didn't feel any of the joy, the happiness, the validation, that feeling of success that I thought I was gonna feel. Instead, I just felt you are not good enough. You are not worthy of this. Who did you trick to get this job? And that's when I realized I was like, wow, Sharin, okay. <laughs> there is some work that needs to be done because I always was waiting for the outside circumstances to change, you know, to find my joy, my happiness, my success. And I was holding this job at the Met, like, you know, the, the Oscar, the trophy, like when you get there, you'll know you're good enough. You'll know you have made it. And I got there, y'all. I got there and I did not feel like I had made it. So I realized in that moment that no external circumstance was ever going to make me happy. It was the internal world that I had to look at. It was my internal way of being that I really had to shift and morph and change. So I had a year and a half to prepare to sing at the Met. And most singers, of course, take that year and a half to, you know, work on their craft, work on their voice. And I did that. But I also started to work on my emotional and spiritual health, right? This is when I got into mindset work and mindfulness. This is when I started to really do the inner work that I had never, ever done, right? I had... Bypass the inner work and instead been like, okay, I can bypass it by being perfect, by being a people pleaser. Like I don't need to do the inward introspection. But we all can do that for a while, but it's gonna catch up to us. And it caught up to me, right? So I started doing the inner work. And as I started to do the inner work, I started to really love to sing again. I started to really enjoy practicing again. And when I got to the Met a year and a half later. I say to this day that my greatest success in life isn't singing at the Met. It was singing at the Met and enjoying every part of that process. Even when I messed up, even when things went to the left, I was still able to be in the present, to be in the joy of it. Like before, when I used to make a mistake, I would hold that mistake over my head until the end of the performance. Like I would hold it on, not even to the end of the performance, the end of the week. I was my own worst critic and I had done so much work over that year and a half that when mistakes happened, I could pause and reflect and then move on. So it's not like I was bypassing it. I was processing what happened, but I wasn't an asshole to myself anymore. I no longer cared about being perfect. I no longer cared about being that people pleaser. And I have really started to enjoy singing. But also during that process, as I found my love for singing again, I also started to really see how unhealthy the environment that I was working in was. And I could see it so much more clearly, right? Because I was in a really good grounded place. And so I started to look around me and be like, whoa, hold on. This is a really terrible, toxic environment. And like, I knew it up until then, but like, I didn't really see it. Until I had done the inner work. Because to be honest, I thought a lot of it was me. Like I thought a lot of it was me that, well, Shireen, if you get better, then you know it won't be this bad. But then I realized, oh my God, like I'm a good singer and I'm have a really healthy mindset. And uh this industry kind of sucks. <laughs> it's not to say anything about opera singing and opera and classical music. I love it. But um I'm really hoping that things change in that industry because it's it's um not the healthiest at times. So so that's when I started to realize, okay, I don't like this environment, and you know what? I also don't like this lifestyle. And that's when I really started to think, okay, I want to try something new. And at the time I was working with a coach, and I loved that process, I loved the learning, and that's when I really fell in love with coaching and started the certification program that you know led to me becoming a coach and then launching wholehearted coaching literally right after I graduated because I was so excited. So here is my first tip about transitioning careers. So love, if you are in a career right now, a career that really once was your love or really once was something you were passionate about or believed in, but now you're on the other side and you have lost that passion, that love, that belief. What I really encourage you to do is to perhaps find that love again. And if you can't find the love, that's okay. But to find neutrality around it, because I see now that before I found the love again for singing, I, you know, I, I still wanted to change careers, but I was in such a place of anger and frustration and resentment that I was kind of leaving with, with my eyes closed. Like I couldn't fully see what was happening. And I feel had I made that decision to leave in that really angry, bitter place. I think I would have still looked back and been like, the problem was you, right? The problem was you still, you weren't good enough. You, you couldn't you know, compete, you couldn't be the best or whatever. But I got to that place of love. I got to that place where I was like, oh, singing is great, but this industry, it sucks. I could see things so much more clearly and I could make decisions that were really healthy and aligned. And I also took them, at a pace that felt right for me. So this is my second tip. Take your time. Oh my goodness. In this world of serial entrepreneurialism right now, I feel like we're all being told to become this overnight success, right? That the success lies in how fast you can establish yourself, how fast you can make that first six figures or whatever that is for you. And I honestly, I was still working, singing, and part-time coaching up until a year and a half ago, right? It's not, yeah, it's only been a year and a half that I'm just doing coaching full-time. I really took my time with it. So love, please take your time. Please do not feel you need to rush and go to the next thing. Do it in a way that feels safe and secure. Now, I know that there's this fine line between safe and secure because I've worked with clients who kind of will take that safe and secure and really push it, right? They'll be like, well, one more year, maybe another year. No, it's, it's finding that beautiful place of, you know, challenging yourself, it being a little scary, but not hella scary. You know what I'm saying? It's a really fine balance. So please also take your time. The third thing I want to talk about, and it's related to this idea of serial entrepreneurialism. Listen, I love that we live in a world right now where we see so much inspiration and we have so much encouragement and so much wisdom around building our own businesses, right? Making our side hustle into our full-time hustle. But I just don't think that that may be for all of us. So I always say that there are three types of jobs. This is my three job theory. The first job is a job that you hate or you're not good at. and You cannot wait to quit, okay? We have all had this job at some point in our lives, and perhaps you have it now. And there is no shame in having this job, right? We got to make ends meet. We got to live our lives. So please, if you are in this job right now, there is no shame in that. But for our own health, this is not a job that we want to be at for a very, very long time. The second type of job is the job that I had when I was singing and, and that I have now as a coach. It's the job that's, you know, your purpose, your passion. It's like the thing that brings you the most joy. And that's the job that I think right now is really being pushed on so many of us, that it's idealized and idolized, right? That we should all have these careers, these startup careers, our, our you know, businesses that are our hustles. And I just don't think that's the truth. I don't think that is meant for all of us. But I unfortunately think this narrative is really being pushed onto us that we should be pursuing these types of careers. And if we're not, that we should hold some sort of shame or judgment around that. And that's just some bullshit, okay? I really want you to be honest with yourself. I cannot tell you, every time I talk about my three job theory on Instagram, I get the most DMs and comments from people being like, oh, Thank you for saying this. I got a DM where someone said, you know, I just, you know, signed on to do this job that I'm really excited about, but it's not, you know, my purpose, my passion, my joy, and I was feeling a lot of feelings about it. And until you wrote this post, until you talked about this three job theory, I didn't realize why I was feeling the way I was. And she's she went on to say that she's like, I feel a bit of shame. I feel like I'm, you know, not a success because this isn't an entrepreneurial effort. And love, let me tell you, when your joy, when the thing you love becomes your sole source of money, income, livelihood, shit gets real fast, okay? <laughs> and it's very easy for you to fall into a place of resentment, right? When when your job is that thing that you love. What was the worst when I was singing, when I really hated singing was that like, not only did I hate my job, but I also didn't have that outlet singing, right? The thing that used to once bring me joy. And so for those of us who pursue the second type of career, we have to do it with such loving vigilance, right? We have to create so consciously so that we do not end up presenting this thing that brings us so much joy and love. So now we're at the third job, and this is a job that I feel like does not get enough love and praise in our society, and this is the job that we're good at, that we like, but that gives us the time, the benefits, the money, the income to pursue our passion, our joy, the things that we love the most. Now this type of job is, you know, when I was saying that person who DM'd me, she said, you know, Shireen, I just signed a contract for job number three, right? The job that you're good at, you like, but n- gives me the income, the benefits, the time off to pursue what I love. And she was like, I just signed t- this contract for job number three, and I was feeling so much shame because I felt like I should have job number two. And now I'm realizing, no, I love me some job number three. So love, if you are out there and you're thinking you're trying to decide between two and three, I want you to release all of the shoulds and supposed tos and just sink into what feels right for you. You know, I have a girlfriend of mine who she and I were singing together for many, many years, and we both left singing at the same time. This girl now works for Apple. Okay. She's a coder. She makes hella De Niro. Okay. So much money. She also actually very, very much likes her job but she makes so much money and it's amazing. She can go traveling. She can buy like art. She just commissioned this piece. She's, you know, going to buy a home. I'm like power to you do your thing with job number three. So I want you to really reflect on these three types of jobs. Love, your side hustle does not need to become your hustle. Your hobby can remain your hobby. The thing that you love can just be the thing that you love. This is about being honest with yourself. So the final thing or final things I want to say about career transitions. So I remember when I decided I wanted to become a coach, I went through this like total shame spiral because I felt like such a millennial stereotype. Okay. I was transitioning from being a singer to a coach. Like these totally disparate careers. And I was like, oh my God, Sharin, you are such a stereotype, right? Jumping from one career to the next. And I was doing this in my like early to mid thirties, which felt even more stereotypical. Like I was just like, you are such a stereotype. And I later realized that no, these two jobs were so much more connected than I had once thought. If this is resonating with you, if you're like judging yourself for a career shift you want to make and it seems disparate, you need to listen to episodes 64 and 16 of this podcast where I talk about purpose. So I'm going to go through it really quickly right now. But during my time of transition, I realized that we have been sold a lie that our jobs are our purpose. No, our jobs, our careers are an extension, a vehicle for our purpose but they are never our purpose in and of themselves our purpose is within us and it's expressed in these small moments it's something that we carry inside and it has nothing to do with the work we do in the world so if you are feeling a little bit of shame or guilt about the career that you want to explore i really encourage you to listen to those two episodes because it will completely dispel what you are carrying in your heart about this transition. Having said all that, when we change careers, people are going to have a lot of feelings about it. Okay. And so what I really do recommend is only sharing this thought, this idea, this dream with people you really trust. And once you do declare it to the world, Be in a place of real groundedness and alignment with your decision, right? It's like Bambi. Like, you don't wanna have those like baby Bambi legs. (laughs) You wanna be Bambi strutting around, running around, right? When you have those legs, that's when you know it's time because they are going to want to talk you out of it. And listen, their intentions are good, but they are projections of their own fear. They're not the truth. They're not, they don't know better than you do. They're just worried. You know, career transitions are big. You're taking a big, courageous leap, and it's something that many people don't do, and they don't do it because of fear and worry and love you. You are facing that fear and worry to do this thing. So keep that dream intimate, close to you, and share it only with the people that you know won't talk you out of it, that they'll support and encourage you. And now the final thing I'm going to say is that there will be a moment of grief. And you know what? Not even a moment, there will be a period of grief. And that grief does not mean that you're making the wrong decision. It's like a breakup, you know? Even when you know it's the end and this person is not meant for you, even in the worst of situations, There is grief, there is sadness. And listen, that's why so many of us go back to our exes time and time again. Um, um, not that I've ever done that. No, I've definitely, I've totally done that. Um, so just know there will be a period of grieving. There will be a period of really trying to figure out what your identity is. There will be a period where where you'll be questioning this decision, right? But if every fiber of your body and being is like, no, love, this ain't it, then you really have to honor that. I stayed in my career for so long because I had poured so much of my time and energy and money into it. And that kept me there for a very long time, right? It was this idea of, oh my gosh, but you've invested all of this into this career. You cannot leave this behind. But my body and spirit were saying, Sharin, you need to go. And I ignored that for a really long time and it manifested in lots of health issues and just, you know, I, it was not a wonderful time in my life because I wasn't listening to myself. So love, I want to tell you that it's never too late. It's never too late to change careers to transition. I don't care how many years you've invested in that job, how many dollars you poured into that degree, how many hours you spent building that relationship. If there is a voice, a feeling, a knowing inside you that's telling you this ain't it, then you need to honor that wisdom and let go. Let go of the dream, let go of the work, let go of the plan. Here's what I know to be true. We cannot outrun what our bodies, our minds, our spirits know. We can't logic our way into staying in lives and careers when every part of our being is saying no. And I get how difficult it is to listen to that, right? That's why I stayed at my career for so long. But I want to tell you that love, it's never too late. Those hours you spent, that money you spent, all of that, it wasn't a waste. Trust me, that knowledge and wisdom you gained doing whatever you were doing, it will come in hand. It will be handy. I'm telling you, I use the skills that I built up as a singer all the time, every damn day. Listen, this podcast, it's a performance. I'm not singing, but i this for me is like being on stage, right? I'm telling you, it is not a waste. It is never too late. And with that being said, I really do hope that you will join us for Inner Compass the Course, especially the live round, which starts on June 11th. I have helped hundreds of women transition careers and lives and relationships. And if this is something that you want to do love, then I really do hope you will join us. Inner Compass, the course, shows you how to honor your inner knowing and navigate the, you know, what the fuck do I do now (laughs) that follows. It shows you how to move through the fear, the worry, the grief, and to find your joy again. So if you are listening live, it's not too late to join us. You can find more information about Inner Compass, the course, in the show notes, and you can head to wholehearted-coaching.com slash Inner Compass. Until next week, I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this week's episode, please share it with a friend, comment, and rate this podcast. Until next week, see you later, love.